Live from CES 2024, welcome to The Garage with AWS. Let's go. Welcome to The Garage. This is another of our live episodes recorded at the Consumer Electronics Show 2024 in Las Vegas. We're so pleased today to welcome our good friend from AWS, Mike Dosenbach. Mike, welcome to The Garage. Thank you for having me. Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do for AWS? Yeah, so um, I've spent my career in software development. Um, I went, worked on a bunch of different things, but uh, about uh, seven years ago, I joined an OEM and I was running a software development office for them. Um, spent about uh, five years there. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I, I've done a lot of startups. I've done a lot of, I've worked at Amazon previous to going to this OEM. And the, once I joined, that uh, my father finally thought I was doing something worthwhile because <laughs> now I am the fourth generation in the automotive industry. It's it's funny how, how parents have an interesting view. <laughs> my parents couldn't tell you what I do to save their life. Yeah, that's, I think that's what he liked is that this time he finally could. He understood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also I always like to ask my guests to yeah. tell us some fun fact about you, something maybe people don't know about you. Sure. Um, so there's really nothing that very few people know about me. I'm very open, but uh, one of the things that I like to do outside of work is play hockey. Oh. Um, I play goalie, um, and and you have all your teeth though. That's yeah, like... well, that's because I'm a goalie. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> we wear big helmets. Okay. Um, but my two of my kids uh, followed that path, and um, now they are are both the goalies for hockey. And in fact, my daughter is in a boarding school in Boston just so she can get better uh, training. Great. Yeah, that's great. Well, I always like to come back with a, an interesting fact about myself. Yes. Every time I have to do a different one, and I would say a <laughs> uh, fun fact is my daughter actually loves to ice skate. She's more Wonderful. figure skating, although there's all these girls that do hockey too. It's, yes. it's great. Yeah. But she's into figure skating and actually loves it a lot. It's her, her new, her new, it's kind of her sport. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So um, let's dig into this and let's talk about uh, software-defined vehicles and, and really vehicle software is kind of the general focus of the garage. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what you're focusing on. What are some key trends you see in the industry right now? So one of the big things that I'm seeing over the last uh, five years or so is that the OEMs are starting to work more in partnership with the, t with the tech companies right. um, and allowing us to work together rather than being uh, the tech companies being treated as suppliers or even competitors. At AWS, you know, our, the way that we work is we start with a customer and we work right. backwards from there. And so the way that we work is really modeled well for this partnership right. uh, side of things. In the department that, that I'm in, um, AWS Industry Products, that's exactly what we do. So we build general purpose, uh, generally available uh, services for specific industries out right. of the auto department right. there, right? And so what we do is we go and we partner with automotive companies and jointly build something. We build a product that AWS will then um, bring to the market for all, all customers. And then the, the, our customer, our partner, will build the parts that they're really good at right. and add to it. And so right. overall, they'll have a, a great end-to-end -end solution that works per perfectly together because we build it together. That's great. Right, and so we're finding a lot of traction in this business model. Right. And um, it just shows that you know, both sides, the tech and the OEM, were coming together to really help customers. That's great. You know, I've been working with Amazon for for years, and uh, last year, season one of the garage, we had Stefano Marzani, yes, a fantastic absolutely. Uh, leader on the on the show. And actually, we're we're pleased that earlier this week, uh, Sonatas and Stefano both won 
uh, Motor Trend Self-Defined yes. Vehicle Awards, Innovator Awards. Yes. So we're, we're pleased. Congratulations. To, it, it was extra happy to, to win, for our company to win the same day that he won. That right. was fantastic. Yep. And I also understand this customer-facing model is, is really is really true. I mean, you really have a customer-first approach. Yeah. Uh, actually, Sonatas, we feel a very similar idea. I'm not comparing ourselves to sure. you, but, but in the sense of being customer-first, <laughs> yeah. we, we really uh, are trying to, we're not trying to replace customers. We're, tr we're not trying to replace the design teams and customers. We're trying to elevate them. I think in the same way that you, you're providing some standard products that they can build on, yes. but then add their differentiation. It's very much exactly. the same approach Sonatus is using. Yeah. They were pro providing some infrastructure that then they can add their differentiation and there yeah. seems to be getting good reception. Yeah, I agree. So what are some of the most important evolutions you see in the automotive industry that you're working on? So, I mean, there's a, a bunch of them, but, but three of them I think I'd like to talk about real quick if we okay. could. First is, is virtualization of ECUs. So okay. at my time at the OEM, we had ECUs that were prototypes, that were uh, the, the operating system, things like that. The low-level software was put on them, shipped to us uh, from overseas, right. we would run it in our lab and right. put our software on top of that, right? right? And that worked okay, except it doesn't scale. Right. It doesn't scale at all. These prototypes, this hardware is very expensive. It's right. fragile because it is a prototype. Yeah. If, if it got bricked for some reason, right. we had to send it back overseas and wait right. for a replacement. Right. And so it slowed down our development process quite a bit. It's hard to test interoperability that way too. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't have that networked set of ECUs because right. each one of them you know, may not be critical to what I'm doing on the day-to-day -day basis, but you then you don't find a lot of the bugs until the integration, which comes and unfortunately, much later in that model. Right. So what what I've seen a lot of just recently over the last couple of years is the, that virtualization of ECUs. Okay. So taking that software software package and putting it into the cloud, running on compatible hardware as close to the exact hardware as you can get, right? right? And uh, you know things like ARM chips makes this a lot easier. Right. Right? AWS Graviton has really exactly. unlocked the power of this. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, for us that that is the the. The game changer is Graviton. Right. And so we have already taken uh, QNX and we have AMIs that run QNX in the cloud. Right. And you can scale up a thousand different instances if you want to deploy and you just get And you get a prompt and it's uh, yeah. and it's just as if you had a real hardware. It's, yeah, it's great. exactly. And um, so, you you know, it's not going to catch everything. Sure. There's, there's you know, thermal bugs that happen in the real world and, you know, a bunch of stuff that only happens but, in you know, the that's real it. world. The but, perfect is the enemy of the good here. And I think yes. if you can really take that kind Kind of scalability because you can get while while certain physical things yes you can't get there are other things that you couldn't get the other way or exactly. you can get network effects you can get yeah. contention yes. you can get uh, starvation those kind of things that are really and you can in fact if you can even stress those scenarios you said mm -hmm. let's actually cause contention that actually might be hard to cause in a real car just to see how close to the edge we are yeah I, I completely agree, and it's it it saves a lot of manpower. Right? Yeah. You have these people who, who um, in the old world, their job is to drive around a car for right. thousands of kilometers or miles or whatever, right. and is to spend hours and hours of, of time just driving and testing. Right. Right. You can get ninety percent of that value yeah. virtualizing it, and then have these experts working on the hard problems. Right, right. That's the fantastic, and I, I, it's so important. Uh, 
we we see that as an important trend. It's something we we do a limited amount of that today, and we're looking to continue to expand that. Some of the testing we used to do with physical hardware infrastructure, you know, we have you know power cycling. You can sort of remote, right. remotely power cycle thing. Now we do in the cloud. I mean, yeah. a lot of our development uh, has happens first and foremost on AWS, yeah. and we're able to prototype in that way, much more scalable, much more. Uh, cost-effective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just here at the show, we announced a, a partnership that we have with Stellantis where we we helped them set this stuff up and the the uh, results are showing a hundredfold increase in development time. That's great. Decrease in development time. So sort of shift left, yeah. the shift left idea that people have talked about yeah, in a long way. that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's really important. Yep. So that's the first trend. What's the second trend you think is uh, critical right now? It's somewhat related in that the virtualization of the software uh, ecosystem within the vehicle. So adding abstraction layers within right. your ECUs, and uh, you know, as, as you're getting more and more functionality and, and fewer number of ECUs, right. this becomes more of a viable uh, way forward. Right. So we have these abstraction layers, and you can write software once right. and run it on any number of your vehicles. Right. Right. And uh, OTA is not new, but this makes it easier. You don't have to have 150 different versions of a package right. that allows you to to deliver you know to deliver to your different makes models model years right. etc within right. your fleet and this also these abstraction layers can add a lot of value as well right. um, one of the products that we're working on with a partner it's uh, it allows you to run machine learning models and complex algorithms on the edge in the vehicle right and so you um, goes to kind of my next point, but it allows you to process things and get inferences within the vehicle to, right. to both control the amount uh, or control the functionality in the vehicle based right. off of customer behavior or something else, and also decrease the amount that you have to send out to process. Right. So we, we talked earlier about uh, consolidation. We, we see consolidation as a, as a very important trend, and it's kind of a, I mean, for me, I think it's a kind of a cousin to this, because as you're abstracting things away, and as you're virtualizing workloads, you might have had two different ECUs, two different, you know, literally black boxes before yes. that now become shared software virtualized side by side that don't know they're there. Not unlike how things are in your cloud side right. by side that exactly. don't know they're there. Yes. But uh, but it helps you save costs, save vehicle weights. There's a yep. big focus in the in the industry on saving vehicle weights yeah. and consolidation is a part of that. But if, if we don't do it in the smart way, then it's it's not effective. Yeah, and I think another thing that it that it allows is kind of an idea that I've had for a while, but just hasn't really been able to to. There's the technology isn't there to make it happen yet. Um, is really virtualizing where your software is running, depending on real world situations and and what's happening in the vehicle and what's how much connectivity you have. The vehicle can decide where to run workloads, whether it's in, on the car, right. at the 5G edge, or in the cloud. Right. So if you have that extract, abstraction layer, then you can uh, just decide at that time right. where it's going to run. Right. I helped, you know, I was at ARM for a long time and at ARM we helped to create the SOFI initiative. I right. Was one of the, I was proud to be one of the people on the team that helped create that. Yeah. And that was one of the ideas. And, and Amazon was an early partner in that uh, in that initiative, helping to uh, allow workload portability service-oriented architecture that, that allows you. And it might be in a high connectivity environment. You've yeah. got incredible uh, wireless connection. Maybe you send things to the cloud more aggressively. Maybe right. you're in a low connectivity environment. You have to do things more locally or yeah. somewhere in between. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a general trend that's growing more and more in the industry. And, I'm, I, and AWS is at the forefront of that, I think. 
hope to be. Great. And then I think while you're talking about that artificial intelligence, you alluded to that as well. AI is yeah. growing in importance. We're, we're showing a demonstration here at the show, which we're, we're really pleased to have developed where we're leveraging our Sonata's collector product to gather fine, fine-grained data in a vehicle, for example, in a scenario you can imagine where there's an ADAS problem and you want to diagnose it quickly. Right. But And, and that's great, and we're, we're really proud of that solution, and it's very unique, but but you also need additional information. And so we're working with, with AWS to what we call enrich that data to add other information like manufacturing data, like uh, A-B testing of, of ADAS Correct. models yeah. or and recognition in the cloud, so we can very quickly tailor the, uh, the, the data that the ADAS engineer needs to fix a problem. Right. And more and more, you're also seeing machine learning being integral to that. So adaptively yeah. figuring what data to collect and adaptively seeing patterns that maybe humans wouldn't see, but AI yeah. is like, well, it's obvious, it's right there. Right, exactly. And even you know, rule-based models are, are great and they work for most things, but that the, you know, ML, AI gives you that additional insight into what's right. happening and will catch patterns that you haven't even thought of yourself yet. Right. Right. And yeah, no, I, I, I love the collector product that you have put together. I'm really Thanks. proud that my team has been able to work with you on, yeah, on it's, small it's, parts of that. It's and, been a fantastic collaboration. I, I the, agree. the response to it has been fantastic. Everyone really sees the value of it. and. And the fact that it's a, this partnership is great, and it really unlocks the whole ecosystem because you have so many uh, so many rich partners of all different types, manufacturing yeah. partners, you know, OEMs, tire companies, tier ones, and everything. Yeah. And bringing all that data together in the cloud is is really powerful. I like to say yeah. one plus one equals three, and maybe it's one right. plus one equals seventeen when yeah. we're all done because this is really great. Yeah, it's uh, last year when I was here um, looking around at the booths, I saw a lot of of that that type of thing, but it was still pretty primitive. And right, walking around this time everything is much slicker it's more consumer focused it's right. it um, we've made a huge leap in in this past year great great yeah. and what was your third technical area you mentioned it's really about the data we've already started talking okay. about that and and um, it's how the auto industry is gathering the information uh, and in in reality not gathering as much information right. and and how they use it and right. um, you know you talked about bringing in data sets from multiple different places right. within your organization or external right. uh, bringing that all together and being able to to use machine learning right. and uh, to, in order to get this insight so that you can not only help your customer in real time but you can make better decisions about yeah. the next thing that you're going to build or how you're going to modify the things that you already have in order to better serve the customer's needs. Right. It did is so powerful. I wrote a blog yeah. recently that I, I the, the kind of the slightly cheeky title was data is not the new oil, data is the new everything. That, right. was, a, that was the title <laughs> exactly. of my blog. Yes. But I actually really believe that because the, the companies that are at the forefront are taking insights in much richer ways. Yeah. Historically, you would have had, and we, we had product managers, I've told this story a couple of times, we have the product managers that tell us when the car ships, it's like a black box. Yeah, They have no idea how people are using their cars. Right. Exactly. How can we empower every different part of the OEM ecosystem, whether that's a product planner, whether it's a diagnostics engineer, whether it's a dealer who wants to proactively engage with uh, the, the customer for, frankly, for them, for revenue, but yeah. also for the customer, for maintenance and so on. Yeah. How do we enable each of them with different data? Because it's different data for each. Mm -hmm. And historically, it would have been, well, I collect the same 170 signals every 30 seconds, right. and that's exactly. that. Yeah. But actually, that doesn't address every in, every one of these deep, different problems. Yes, I, I completely agree. And, and it's 
we need to get to the place where it's not just the the high-end vehicles that are doing That's these right. things, right? That's right? And one way to do that is reduce the cost of connectivity. So making decisions in the vehicle on the the data that's actually going to be important to you, right. right? And just get that off the vehicle. Then you can, and you can use that, changing it in real time. Right. Um, you can change what you're experimenting with right. and uh, be able to, again, like, like earlier with the virtualization of the software, you can add a lot of value mm -hmm. to the cars that are already on the road for the owners of those, right? right? The value of the vehicle doesn't stop increasing That's when right. it drives off the That's lot. Right. That's right. Yeah, we spoke about that at um, AutoTech this past year, or so, yeah. uh, this past June, saying, you know, the the old way of thinking was that the car is the best it'll ever be when right. you sell it. Yes. And the new way of thinking is it's the worst it'll ever be when you yes. sell it because it just keeps getting better. And, exactly, and that, yeah. that's, that story's been told, but I, I really resonate with that. And I think it that kind of mindset, I think, mm -hmm. is the way we need to think about SDVs in a different way. Yeah. But I, I you talked about um, putting intelligence in the car because I think everyone thinks, oh, it's just OTA. Right. I'll just do an OTA and that gets better. Well, yeah, okay, we need to do OTA. And, and yeah. just this last week, we launched a, we think is a world-leading OTA solution for vehicles. So OTA absolutely has its place. But it's only part of the story. Right. You also need to have smarts inside the vehicle. And you, you talked about, um, I would, my words, not yours, a selective filtering of what to capture and what to upload to the cloud. Today, we have a solution that allows us to cache uh, data locally, actually to share storage for you know, economies of scale in the mm -hmm. vehicle. Right. But another thing that lets you do is it lets you store the data locally and you can dynamically decide, do I up, do I stream it up to the, to the cloud instantly right. if it's urgent? Yes. Uh, or do I cache it here locally, upload on Wi-Fi or perhaps somewhere in the middle where I maybe analytically I'm saying, ah, I'm seeing a pattern. Let me begin to send some additional exactly. data up. Yes. I think that was your point. Yeah, that, that, that builds on my point. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's it's amazing that when you put that intelligence into the vehicle, how much uh, customer friction that you'll remove because yeah. you know they don't have to. They, it's the the predictive maintenance um, side of things, right? right. If the vehicle knows when it's starting to break down, right. the, you can catch the problem before the driver much even more, Much it. less expensive to proactively Absolutely. fix it than later. Yeah, exactly. So comparing last year to this year, one of the things that is unmestakably different is the explosion of generative AI. Agreed. And, and you're seeing it in so many different applications. What's your take on it, seeing it across the show today? Yeah, well, it's for for a, a new technology and for one that, that is probably still immature and has a lot more power to be, you know, to, to add um, as we refine it, it is been amazing. I, I mean, some of the, the um, features that we've I've seen here walking around yeah. are powered by uh, Gen yeah. AI and have gone from idea to production in six months yeah. because of that. The pace is unbelievable to, yes. to see. And as you say, it's it's early in the sense that it's, it's evolving so fast. And yeah, imagine exactly. where it'll be in two years. Right. I mean, even in the last two months, there's right. been so many changes. Right. So I think that's something where we're only really scratching the surface. We're seeing some examples of how different OEMs are beginning to use that, but it's yeah. still in the early days. I think it's going to only continue to grow and something we're watching. For us, uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence is, is critical to what we're doing. We're deploying machine learning across every one of yeah. our products in the, in the years ahead. Uh, sometimes it's there already and we're looking to expand it, but I think it's going to be an exciting time ahead. Agreed. And it also shows one another way that the uh, auto industry is changing. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, new technology, they, ever, they wanted to keep it as far away from the car until right. it was really proven out. But now that uh, they're, they're willing to take 
I mean, non-safety related chances right. on new technology. You see the OEM starting to really embrace this quickly. Yeah, I mean, and look, human, you know, humans aren't designed to have a touch <laughs> keyboard interface on the right. screen. Yeah, it's of a, course not. We were talking yesterday with uh, with Roger Langto, and he was saying that, you know, the, the way people interact with cars now, you know, they don't have to learn a vocabulary. They just yeah. talk naturally. And I yeah. think that's the trend that's going to continue to get more and more natural. Agreed. For how we interact with cars uh, yeah. and other devices. I agree. Amazon is just doing, AWS is doing such an amazing uh focus on automotive and the, the booth yeah. just down this is just literally 50 feet that way is uh, <laughs> there's so much incredible automotive technology in there. It's, it's always great to work with you. And we were kind of happy and it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of uh, uh, happenstance that we are so close to you physically, yeah. but we, but we've had <laughs> guests coming back and forth between our yeah. booths all day. And it's yeah. been really great to see uh, so many of your folks joining and, Fantastic. and sharing presentations. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you for visiting uh, and uh, let's stay in touch we'll talk of again course. soon absolutely if you like what you're seeing please like and subscribe to this episode and you'll see more episodes live from the consumer electronics show 2024 and many more episodes to come in season two of the garage from our studio as well thank you for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon